Praise the Lord. Amen. Like right where you're at, you can say amen. I know you're kind of seeing it in your heart, all right? I know you're kind of seeing it in the back of your mind, but a big old amen means yes, Jesus, yes, we're right there with you. Amen? Praise the Lord. So check this out, man. We recognize, you know, I'm looking at the landscape, and, you know, we're seeing, at least we're here in Arizona, we're starting to see the gates kind of start to open up a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, all right? Things are, are a little bit more okay than they were, but, you know, we still need to be careful and all that stuff. And I recognize that. And I look into this auditorium, man. And I'm like, I want you to be right here, right over here. And then you over there. And then you, you know, where you normally sit over there. All right. And then you, you know how you come back and you try to hang out back there. I can't wait to see all that, right? To recognize that, to be here with you. And I know you can't wait for it either because so many of you have been expressing that, right? We can't wait, man. When, 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 when? And, you know, and we look out and we see, you know, uh, other churches, little maybe a little smaller churches are starting to open up this weekend and we've been praying for them. Matter of fact, right now, Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the honor. We just give you the glory. And we pray for every one of those churches that are opening up today, their doors for fellowship and for worship together, Lord God. We just want to give you praise and pray your covering over those churches, Lord God. We pray your anointing on those pastors, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, just power, Holy Spirit, power-filled word of God being preached from those pulpits for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We had to do that, right? And I know you're like, okay, well, what about us? <coughs> and I get it, man. I understand. You know, and we're, we're, we're feeling the pressure. We're feeling the need. We definitely have the desire. Why? Because we know that together we're better. We know that we have been created to be better together. We know this, right? And we're leaning into it. And then many of you have already started to kind of get out, <clears throat> excuse me, and see other people, you know, see some people and just to kind of, you know, have a little bit of fellowship. Some of you are still kind of, you know, kind of wondering what's up. And some of you are wondering who, who do I fellowship with? We're going to talk about all that today. Uh, for me, it was amazing. I had an amazing week. I finally got to go and pray with some people, all right, that I, I you know, and it was just pretty awesome. I, I got to go meet with a brother, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago. I got to go meet with him and then listen to some amazing stories. This is a few years older than me, and I got to listen to just his amazing stories of his journey as he's been growing up, and right, walking with God, you know, understanding, meeting other people, you know, who knew God, in different streams of ministry he's been involved in. And I was just sitting they're just odd at his stories because they were great stories. Brother, I know you're watching amazing stories. And I was just blown away. And I got to pray with him face to face, something I've been wanting to do. All right? And it's coming for all of us to, 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 to remove the screen, but we still need the screen. So they're still good. But I got to pray with him face to face. I got to look at him in his eyes as he looked in my eyes and I got to recognize that how much I loved him. And how much he loved me. And you're saying, how do, you know, we didn't even know each other that well. And you're like, how, how in the world do you know that you love somebody that you don't really know? Because I knew that he loves my dad. I could see it in his eyes. He loves my father. And because he loves my dad, I love him. And we prayed together. And I believe healing, all kinds of healing takes place when we pray together. It was amazing. He got to share with me. You know how he's been taking his ministry right now has been taking the word that 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 we preach every weekend and making phone calls, man, and just and just sharing it with people, man, to and just and just kind of helping them and guide them, reaching across whatever boundaries 
to share the word of God. I got, I got to go and meet, man, with, with, and baptize a brother this, 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 this week. Some of you may have seen the pictures on social media. I got to go ba- baptize my brother, Robert, all right, who, who, who's just been following Christ, wanting to follow Christ, but just wanted to make that statement, recognizing that this is what God requires, all right? And we met out at a sister's house. A bunch of people were there, not a bunch, but a few all right, we're there, all right, and, and we were right there at Rainbow Lake, man, and we prayed together in a circle. Him and I got in the water, man, and you know what? Baptized <clears throat> for the glory of God, amen, all right, and we hugged, man, so deeply because we knew that we loved each other. How? Because I knew he loves my dad. He knew I love his dad. And we embraced, man, in that fellowship because we knew that God made us better together. I got to counsel with a sister, man. Man, this, this, this young sister, man, my, my little homie, man, we got, to, we got to counsel together and I got to hear some of the things that are going on and we, and we talked and hopefully you know, we, we left there with just, 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 a, just a little more understanding, a little more better because we both know that we're better together. I got to, I got to hang out with a, with a brother this week who's going through some stuff, man, some craziness. And we got to sit there recognizing that, that, that together we're, we're better, that God made us better together as we prayed into those healings and we talked into this healing. I got my house rushed, man, by, by a young sister this last week, all right? She came, man, just, just rushed my house, man, just, you know, <clears throat> going through it and stuff like that, just lost her job, needed somebody to pray with. And in, and in our driveway, all right, practicing physical distancing, we, we, we prayed for God's healing. Why did she rush my house, man? Why, you know, this, I've known her since she was, you know, a student in, 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 in school. She used to be in my youth group back in the day. She read my house because she knew we were better together. We knew that we we're better together. You see, you need the church, and the church needs you. You want to know why? Go ahead and say it. Say it. Say it right now. Two words. Better together. Or maybe three. We're better together. Hey, all right. <laughs> we're better together. Amen. I mean, just imagine this, man. Imagine, imagine, and it's not unheard of right now. Imagine right now, all right, everybody, you know, trying to be in the word. Everybody trying to be in word, but have nobody to run it by. Nobody to talk it over with. Imagine people right now needing prayer, man, all right? Needing to want, needing to, needing prayer for them, wanting to pray for someone, having, wanting to be in prayer, but not having anybody to pray with or pray for. Imagine people right now, man, just seeking the presence of God, practicing the presence of God and finding victory in the presence of God, but having no one to celebrate that with. Right? Imagine all these things right now. Imagine people trying to be obedient to the word, all right, trying to follow Jesus, having nobody to talk it out with. Imagine them not having nobody to, 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 to help them grow and nobody that they can help grow. Imagine, it's not hard, man. You know what? But, but this is not what God had in mind. And you're like, I know, can't you just open the doors? He has opened the doors. When you gave your life to Jesus, the doors has been opened. I've been so sick and tired of this phrase, social distancing, social distancing. In my opinion, that is the wrong term for this, for this circumstance. Because I don't believe we need to be socially distanced. Right now, we're not being socially distant, are we? 
We're being physically distant. That's, that's important. All right, and I get that. But don't tell me I can't be social. I'm a social butterfly. I need to fly. You know what I mean? <laughs> These wings need to stretch out, man. I was made a social butterfly. Don't tell me I can't. I have to be socially distant. I can't. Oh, since this thing has happened, I can't tell you how many times I have a group of brothers, man, that I, that I'm just encouraged by 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 the scriptures that they send out there in the waves, man, and 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 the prayers that are being written out, you know, Lion of Judah prayers, man, and and, and brotherhood prayers, and his sisters praying here and stuff like that, and all these prayers that are coming across, I'm just so encouraged. You know what? We're not socially distant; we're physically distant, but we know that we're better together. So we cross the boundaries and we send out these prayers. We send out these scriptures. We send out these, this encouragement. We receive those prayers. All right. We receive those scriptures and we receive those, that encouragement. Why? Because God created us to be better together. Amen. It's a great place for an amen. We need each other. All right. But first we need to know that we need each other. We need to want to need each other. We need to know that we were created to be a way better together. Jesus told us this from the get-go, man. He said, right, he said, he, he said this, man. He says, a new commandment I'm going to give you. John chapter uh, 13, verse 34. We'll put the scripture up there. Father, this is your word. This is for your glory, Lord God. And we just pray that we are changed, Lord God, by your gospel in, in Jesus' name. Amen. He said a new command. This is the night before. I don't know how many. I will preach this, these two verses till the day I die because this is, this is what he said to do. The, 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 night before he was, the night he was arrested, before he was crucified and died and buried. He said, a new commandment I give you. And as you look at this commandment, he says, it's not really new. I kind of heard about this maybe even sometime in the Old Testament. No, what he, what he, what he meant was, he says, he, says, he says, I got this commandment for you, all right? I mean, I'm just gonna polish this up for you a little bit because you need to see this, all right? This is a big deal commandment, all right? You've heard this, all right? You've maybe practiced this in theory, but let me just kind of polish this up for you a little bit. And, and, and he did, and he, and he held it out here. And he says, check this out. Here's this new commandment that you love one another. You're like, okay, I heard that. No, 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 no. The way that I loved you. The way that I have loved you. Just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. He said this because he knows that we're better together. He knows that we're better together, man. And he says, look, man, I know you've been looking at this commandment. I know you've heard that we need to love each other. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and, you know, and, and, and you know, you've heard that commandment. He goes, let me just polish this up for you a little bit and just show it to you one more time. Now that it's all shiny, do you recognize that I've created you to be better together? That's what he's saying. And he says this, and he adds to it. He says, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples. That's what Jesus said. All people, we will know that we're his disciples. We're his, we're his followers. We truly, truly, really do follow Jesus. All right? How? <clears throat> if we have love for one another. He's saying together, man. This together is what defines us. You know, we, <laughs> we've been told we can't gather together but it doesn't mean that we can't be together. Amen? Together is definitely what defines any man or woman of God. Together with Jesus, together in Jesus, together because of Jesus. He's given us the gospel. 
And we appeal to the gospel of Jesus Christ that, that God, all right, was, was, was sent his son, all right, to be born as a man, all right, to grow, teach, do many miracles, all right, and, 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 and to, and, but, but, but ultimately sent him to die for our sins, for your sins and for my sins, for, the, for, for what we know, what we know deep inside separates us from a perfect and holy God. Jesus said, let me just break down that separation and let me create the pathway, all right? And let me just do that by dying for your sins, paying a debt you could never pay, paying a debt he didn't even owe. But, he, he, but for the joy set before him, he endured the suffering, he endured the cross, and he was laid down, man, and he died for you and he died for me. And then it didn't end there, man. He got up. Our great God and King got up and is God Almighty. He's our Savior. He's a big old G. You hear me say this, that what? That loves me, amen. And when we, and when we believe this, and then together we center in this, this gospel-centered community that, you know what, you can outlaw Christianity or you can tell us that we can't meet for a little while or because of circumstances we can recognize it's more likely the responsible thing to do. But regardless, we're still a gospel-centered community, you and me. Because we know that we're better together. We're a gospel-centered community in the community to, to, to invite the community to become a gospel-centered community in this community. Amen? We're a gospel-centered community in the community that we have been set in to invite that community to become a gospel-centered community and that this whole community would be gospel-centered. Amen? Come on, there's... there's, there's what else are we doing if not? And regardless of the boundaries that are given to us, we know that we're better together. And we believe that. And the way that we invite them is we show them that we do have real love for one another. That we have real love. And we show them what that looks like. And I know, man, you, <laughs> you have this pushback, right? You have pushback. I get it. Me too, man. For 25 years, I'm still trying to figure this out. All right? How do you love someone you just met? And all of a sudden, you're being told, this is your sister. This is your brother. All right? How do you love them? How can I authentically, all right, call you family when I don't really even know you? All right, I, I, for me, it's pretty simple because I just, I just look for the answer to one simple question. Do you love my dad? Do you love my father? All right, because, because if, if you love my father, then, 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 we're, then we're moving together. All right, if you love my father, all right, and, and, and you, you've done exactly what he said, you received his son, then, 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 then we're, we're moving, we have fellowship together. And we are family. And I recognize it. But you say, I, I get that there's more. You push back. You say, well, how do I know you're not going to take advantage of me? Because there's a lot of people that are out there that are just faking it. Right? And there's a lot of people that are out there faking it. And I, and I always challenge people, well, don't just find just one person. Look for a, a group of people who love Jesus. All right? Who follow Jesus. Who love the Father, man. I look for a group of people, man, and, and get involved. And, and, you, and I know the pushback. Oh, well, there was a group of people, but we can't meet anymore. You know what? You know, and so, so isn't it easier just to pressure you guys to just start these Sunday services over again so that I can at least feel like I'm loving you? <laughs> 
I get it. But Sunday is not the only thing that God had in mind when he called us to be better together. He didn't say, oh, man, I've, you know, love one another on Sundays. <laughs> As I has loved you only on Sunday. He loves us 24-7. And he's calling us to love one another 24-7 to reach across the lines because we're better together. Check this out. Here's what, here's what I know, man. And, and you know this, man, because the, the, the catchphrase, all right, <clears throat> the feel-good phrase, the buzz phrase that has been out there and you're seeing the celebrities and everybody and commercials and we're in it together. We're in it together, all right? And that has been the, the catchphrase that has been out there and just on the airwaves and in your face on TV. And it's a good phrase. We are in this together because actually for, for the first time, probably in a long time, all right, people are recognizing we are across the world in something together. All right, we're recognizing this and, and people are, are gravitating to this because every know, everyone knows that life is actually better together. All right, and people gravitate towards together. And, right, and here's what I know. If you, a lot of people who don't have a together, who there's not a together that they can ascribe to, there's not a group of togethers that they can go hang out with, all right, they start to hurt the togethers because, you know, they feel isolated, they feel lonely, and for whatever reasons, all right, they want to hurt people that are together because they don't have this together. So together is a very powerful, thing. Here's what I know, man. Together, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful things on the planet. Because we are created for together. We are created for community. We're created for together. And when we are his together, when we are Jesus's together, when we are the together that Jesus said, if you're my disciples, love one another as I, as I loved you. I got this commandment. All right. And by this, all, all people will know you're my disciples. All right, this is the together that he's called us to. When we're his together, we recognize that that is actually a better together. It was pretty cool, man, because um, yesterday I got to hang out with my grandson, Jesse, and we're just kind of hanging out. We're going we're gonna to make a run to the dumps and uh, go get a burrito together and stuff like that. We're just going to hang out. And um, <clears throat> it was kind of cool because I got to, I got to, I got to challenge him before we rolled out, uh, I, I just, uh, I, every, every day I try, I'm, I'm pretty much every day, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, before, I think I mentioned this to you before, I, I just kind of anoint myself with oil before I go anywhere. And that God would guard my going out and guard my going in, protecting my family and protecting his church. I pray for you guys every day. Every day, sometimes more than a few couple of times a day. And I pray that God will protect your going out and your going in. And as a spiritual head in this church, all right, as a leader, or one of the leaders of this church, I, I, pray, I pray that, I receive that blessing and I pour it out on my family and I pour it out on you. And so Jesse and I were getting ready to roll out uh, yesterday. And I said, come here, man, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk with you real quick. I said, you know, I said, we're getting ready to roll out, man. And uh, you know, I pray a lot. He says, yeah, I mean, you know, because he prays too. I said, well, check this out. I, want, I, want to, I, I explained to him the, the idea of the oil. Is, it's not special. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, you know, like sanctified oil that, you know, don't touch it. Everything it touches will bless. It's this oil made right. There's the right way to make it. And I said, we're going to take this oil. We're going to put it on our head. And, and what we're doing, I told him, what we're doing is we're just, we're not doing a ritual or anything. We're just, we're just expressing our faith in the presence of God that wherever we go, we know that we are in him. I said, is this weird? And he says, nope. 
And he goes, right here, man. And him and I, we just took a little bit of oil, you know, put a little bit on his head, and we went out. I was able to do this, man, because my family knows it's better together. And he trusts me to challenge us, just him and I, to even be better together. And this is, this is the key. This is what God is, is calling us to. This is, this is why we have been, act, this, is, this is what he is, he, you know, this, is, this is the life he's called us to. I love it right here in 1 Peter. <clears throat> he tells us this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. He says, now, now this is easy to get this scripture twisted. So we're gonna open this up a little bit, but check this out. He says, having purified your souls. All right, having purified your souls by obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love. Love one another essentially or earnestly from a pure heart. Now, this phrase right here is bigger than the words that are being used to express it. It's way bigger than the words that are, that are being used to express it. All right. What it's not saying is, is that you, we have made ourselves pure. Because you look at this and he says, having purified your souls. You know what I mean? You, like, we did this. He's not saying that. And he's not saying that because we're so good and we're so obedient that we purify it ourselves. That's not what he's saying. Stay with me, all right? But, 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 but what he's saying is that we have been, we have been obedient to the truth. What truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We have been obedient, all right, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because we were obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ, he has purified us our souls, all right? Amen. Our lives become gospel-centered. Our lives have become the actual will of God. So many people say, I just want to know God's will for my life. And it's right here, all right? He says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 23, if you ever want to look up what is God's will for my life, look up this verse and you will see God's will for your life. How many times do you want to know? Man, I just want to know what God's will is for my life. Here it is right here. He says this, and this is his commandment, God's commandment, that we believe in the name of of the son, his son, Jesus Christ. Do you recognize that is the will of God? Right there, that you believe, all right, in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the will of God. And there's an and, there's more to it, right? Love one another. And love one another. This is the will of God. When, when, when we are obedient, let's go back to First Peter 1, 22, having purified souls by obedience to the truth. All right, when we're obedient to the truth, when we believe in the, in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, right, our lives become the will of God. So your life becomes the will of God. I told you on this not too long ago, a few Wednesday nights ago, so many people say, I don't, know, I don't know if I should live over here. I don't know if I should live over here. I don't know if I should work here or work over here. I don't know if I should go to this school or go to this school. I don't know where, if I should marry this person or marry this person. I don't know. We have all these I don't knows in front of you. And, and, and instead of wondering where you're, you're going to go, you know, or where you need to live or where you need to work or go to school or who you need to be with, number one, figure out who you are and whose you are. All right, because if your life is in, your life, it becomes the will of God when you recognize that you are God's. When you give your life to Christ and your obedience to the truth. But he goes on, he says, look at man, having purified your souls by obedience to the truth, for, for, we, we leave out the for, all right? You know, he purified us, he saved us, he set our, uh, us free, but for, for what? 
We take this freedom check, man, and we neglect what the check was for. Look what he says. For a sincere brotherly love. So love one another from a pure heart. Loving from this pure heart, this earnest love, this deep abiding love. And I'm here to tell you, you can't love who you don't reach for. You can't love, man, if you're just sitting there isolated all the time, reaching out. You're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna share with you in a little bit. But we have to recognize this, 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 type, of, this type of life because we thought, man, I'm just going to give my life to Christ. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be dunked in the water. I'm going to come out and I'm going to start just going to church. I'm going to start just going to church. All right. That's not what he had in mind. And we're recognizing that even more now. All right. Well, wait a second. I got dunked in the water, gave my life to Christ. I can't go to church right now. No, you are the church. You're the church. All right. The church hasn't been closed down. You can't close the people. Right? You're alive. You're the church. And, and, and we need to start reaching for the church. And the church needs to start reaching for us. And when we recognize that we have been saved, we've been purified, not just so that we can show up on Sunday, but so that we can reach across the lines, walk across the room, take that blank screen that's just stalking people on Facebook and reach out to somebody. Send them a prayer. Send them a word. Send them and ask them for some prayer. Reach out and start to love them and allow them to love you. I get it. This, this takes a reforming of the mind, man. It, it takes this, this reforming and renewing of the mind and this reforming of the heart. I get all this, but he tells us this is what we're supposed to do. Romans chapter 12, verse one, he says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You're like, I don't know if I wanna do this. He says, you don't have a choice. So often we're looking for a sacrifice to bring for God. We're trying to, we're inventorying our life, right? And we're like, okay, I can get rid of that. I can sacrifice that, all right? I'm gonna, that can, you know, and we feel good about that. Like, okay, I've given this, this, and this. So that means I get to keep this, this, and this, all right? No, that's not what he says. He says, I want, I want you to present your whole self as a living sacrifice, See, the disciple of Christ, and I've told you this before, the disciple of Christ doesn't have to look to see what they're going to bring for a sacrifice because the disciple of Jesus Christ is the sacrifice. So instead of seeing how, what you need to sacrifice for that brother or for that sister, all right, who needs you to reach across the line because you know that we're better together, all right, instead of figuring out what you need to sacrifice, recognize you are the sacrifice. Your life in Christ like, I don't know if I can do that. That's why he tells us, don't be conformed to this world because this world doesn't know anything about this. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that the Holy Spirit himself begins. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by testing that you may be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Like if I, I'm going to be totally honest with y'all. I mean, I'm, transparent is probably a better phrase. All right? 
you know, I always trust me out when somebody says, hey, let me just be honest with you. Well, you've been lying to me this whole time. So forget I just said that. Er, edit that. All right. Let me just be transparent. And I'll be true. With, without that understanding, you would never want to be around me. Because when I gave my life to Christ, I had to allow him to renew my thinking, to reform my heart. Because I made it my business to make sure you didn't like me before I knew Jesus. That was my job. That was my purpose, man, to get as many people. You're like, what? It's hard to understand. I know. I'm not going to sit here and try to explain that to you, but just take my word for it. That's who I was. I didn't want people to like me. I didn't want to have, I didn't care. But God created me to care. I don't want to be in community. I didn't want to be around other, I didn't want to fellowship or nothing like that. But God created me for community. And he's been forming me for this fellowship and continues to do so. Because he called me to be a living sacrifice and to be transformed from a life without Christ to a life in Jesus. And to recognize, not only to recognize, to pursue, not only to recognize and pursue, but to promote, not only to recognize, pursue, and promote, but to inhabit this understanding this, that, that we are better together, that we're better together. And so he told me, and, and this struck me, I don't know about you, ma'am, but just the other day I was reading in First Peter chapter two, and I don't know if you've, you know, you, you need to be a Bible person, man. You just need to open up your Bibles. You need to read this stuff for yourself because stuff just shoots at you every once in a while, stuff that you'll, you'll find yourself reading something and you're not really allowing it to soak in. And then a few years later, you read it again and you're like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? And, and that's what happened to me just the other morning. I'm reading, you know, through, through this, this, this chat, this part in Peter that we just shared in first and chat. Peter chapter one, verse 22, 23, and where we just were. And, and then I read on to, to chapter two, verse one. <clears throat> now, let me put this up there because you're gonna look at this and you're gonna like, this is a no-brainer for Christians, right? So, so put away all malice, all deceit, <clears throat> all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. And you're like, check. No, 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 wait a second. God caught me the other morning. He says, man, are you doing this? And I said, yeah, pretty much, right? And he's like, open up these words, all malice. It's just like, it's like, it's like hurtful intent. And I was like, okay, I don't know that I want to hurt anybody. And I don't know if I have any intentions to hurt anybody. But he took me further. And he says, and put away all deceit. Do you ever tell the truth in a way that it's going to get your way because it doesn't have all the whole truth, but it has so many parts of it, you feel good about it? <laughs> that's deceit. He says, he, says, he says, I know you want to tell the truth, but are you telling it in a way that gets your way? I'm like, oh man, I was challenged. And he says, put away all malice. This is the renewing of the mind. This is the reforming of the heart. This is to recognize that we are better together and we can't be better together if these things exist <clears throat> in our life. He says, put away all hypocrisy. Are you pretending to be somebody you're not at certain times just to get the favor of the person that you're with or the people that you're among or the crowd that you're trying to get the attention of or the raise you're trying to get at work or the girl you're trying to pick up on? Anyways, it's just put away this pretending and, and, and this, 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 is, this is a heavy one right here. And he says, take, take away all envy. 
because we can't be better together if we don't like each other, if, we don't, if we're trying to trick each other, if we're pretending in front of each other. And he's definitely, we can't be better together if we're just wanting, or if, 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 we're, if we're resentful because other people around us are doing better than we're doing, you know, financially, emotionally, maybe relationally. It's hard to be better together when we carry these resentments. He says, you need to put this junk away. Right? All of this away. And all slander. Those things that we say about other people that just to make them smaller because we already feel small when we're around them. God says, man, I have made you large, larger than life. I died on the cross for you, all right? Your life has been raised up alongside Christ, all right? We're all even at the foot of the cross. There is no reason to be, you know, have this hateful hurt, to be, um, you know, uh, to, to be deceitful, to, to, be, to be, be pretending all the time, all right? To be envious and resentful about other people and to just start talking smack about them. He says, you cannot be better together when this is part of your life. And this is challenging. As I'm telling you to love one another, well, not me, Jesus is the one who told you this, all right, to love one another the way he loved you. And you're like, wait a second, I don't know that I even like everybody. Because everybody in the church is not you, so it's harder for you to like them, right? Right? All these differences of opinions that we have makes it hard for us to like them. These different lifestyles, these different social classes, these different, different educational levels, all right? Uh, you know, these different, you know, uh, just you know, perceptions and physical views and whatnot, whatever we have, whatever we hold against them, you know, we challenge them because, you know, we're challenged because everybody in the church is not, is not you. And so we have a problem with that. You know, and this is a trip because I was listening a while back. I was this, this guy, Mike Iaconelli, told this story about a guy that was trying to reach this young lady, all right? And, and they were nothing alike. He, was, he wasn't trying to pick up on her. He wasn't trying to, you know, score or anything. He was a young man who followed Jesus and, and wanted this, this lady to know that she too, you know, that they were, were equal at the foot of the cross. And he went to go visit her, right? And she lived in this apartment. He was a very highly educated young man. She was a single mom, all right, just trying to barely make it. He went over to her house, right? And before he knocked on the door, he hear a baby crying. He went to knock on the door, right? And uh, just, just uh, you know, to talk. And she opened the door and she looked at him and, you know, he's just neatly dressed and stuff like that. She's holding the baby. She has a cigarette, all right? And she's just like, are you kidding me? And slammed the door in his face. He walked outside. He was kind of defeated. And he was just like sitting on, on the curb, just praying, asking God, you know, I, I really want to reach this person. I really want this person to know that, she's, that, that, we're, that I'm no better than her and that we are better together. And that, not like together, you know, I already said that, but you know, we're, we're, but, but the church is better together. And I want her to know that she's welcome and she's loved and she's cared for. And he's sitting there and he sees a store, a corner store right across the street. And he's like, he thinks about it for a while, goes into the store, buys a couple of items, goes back over to her door, knocks on the door, and she opens the door and says, serious? She goes to slam it, and he throws a box of diapers and a pack of cigarettes in the door real quick as she slams the door. And he waits there for a little while. Not kidding. Waits there for a little while. True story. And then she slowly opens the door. She says, what do you want? And in so many words, not the exact words we're using, 
wants her to know that we're better together for his glory and that she's loved. She said, well, come in. She gives her the baby. She goes, put a diaper on him. She's going and getting herself a cigarette. Well, praise the Lord. You see, I know when we're trying to reach across these, these lines and trying to recognize that we were created to be, and trying to express that we are, you know, created for community and, and created to care and that we're better together, all right? Usually people don't want anything to do. We recognize that there's a lot of people that don't want anything to do with Jesus, or at least we think so. When, when, when the truth is, they, they, they really mean they don't want anybody, anything to do with fake Jesus people. Here's what I've seen people do. And I believe this is exactly why Jesus said, love one another the way I have loved you, just as I have loved you. By this, all people will know you're my disciples uh, if you have love for one another. This is exactly why I think so, because I've seen people look at, at us, at the church, at people in the church, are Christians, and say things like, if you can't love the people you know, that, that who, who love your dad, then how in the world am I gonna believe that you love me? I mean, if you guys can't love each other, how can I believe that you love me? How can I believe that you even believe what you're trying to tell me? How do I believe that you even believe this? How can I believe that you care about me? If you don't believe, now check this out. If you don't believe that life in Christ is better together, then why are you trying to get me to believe it? You understand? So much hangs in the balance of us loving one another. So much hangs in the balance of us loving each other and recognizing and not only acknowledging that we're better together, but, but pursuing life together in Christ. Now, I know it, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't know how to together, all right? Maybe you don't have a together, all right? Or, or maybe you don't, you know, you, you don't, you don't you know, the, the together that you do have, maybe it isn't this kind of together, all right? Maybe not yet. Well, check this out. I want to share with you, like I shared, you know, something very, very simple. We here at the church, even though we're not all in this building, we have opportunities for you to get together, to be together. All you gotta do is push a button. And you're like, you said this before. Yeah, I have, because there's other buttons to press, all right? If you go to our website, now this is, you're like, wait, is this a, no, it's not a commercial. It's not an advertisement. This is an opportunity for together. If you go to our website, tcaz.us forward slash groups, tcaz.us forward slash groups. Press that. Press that link and you'll see three different buttons you can press. One button says find a group. And if you press that button, you'll be able to see different togethers, all right, within our church that people that recognize that they are better together and they've been meeting together. Right now, we've been doing a lot online, all right? And you can actually, you can actually click on one of those and ask them to contact you to be involved in their together. Or, or maybe, you know what, you're, 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 you've been walking with Christ, you know, for quite a long time. You've been involved with our church for, you know, for, for quite a long time. You've partnered with our church, all right? And you know what that, if you don't know what that means, then, then maybe you just haven't done it yet. If you do know what that means, that means that you have done this yet. And you've partnered with our church and you're moving the, the vision forward, all right? And, and, uh, and you would want to create opportunities for other people to get together. 
Well, you can click the button that says start a group and you'll be, able, you'll be connected to our groups overseer and he'll, he'll lead you into what that looks like. Or maybe, you know what, this is all just real weird to you, man, and you don't get it. And there's a third button that just says, man, I just need some help. I need help. Press that button, man, you fill out these forms. But here's what I gotta tell you, man, because so many people have pressed these buttons or filled out these buttons or filled out this card and said, nobody's telling me. And we know that, man, we have been people, they, 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 this, their, it's their position here to call you and they have and nobody's answering. You gotta figure out the phone, man. You gotta answer the message. You gotta answer that email. You gotta connect back so we can connect with you because we know, man, that we've been created for community. We know that we are better together. I have a group, all right? And, and, and I've been a part of this group for a little while now and, and we hurt together and we try to heal together. We learn through the word together and we pray together and we laugh together. We cry together and we grow together. All of that is better together. We know all of that is better together. We didn't know each other, all right, until we knew that God made us family. We didn't walk in the door and say, hey, man, I haven't seen you for years. No, we'd never seen each other before. Or we barely passed through services or whatnot. But we decided to connect because we knew that we were better together. I truly believe, man, if we would just get together, you'll see that God makes us better together. If we're intentional to intentionally pursue Christ and one another, God will empower those intentions for his glory. Now, it's been a little awkward at home. It's been a little awkward at home connecting and listening to the sermons and singing the songs and stuff right now. Don't get, sit down. Don't leave right now. You're like, this is not over. We want to sing a blessing into your house right now. And here's what I want to challenge you to do. I'm going to pray. And as soon as I say amen, turn the volume up. Turn it up. And just for a few minutes, just let this song that we're going to sing, it's a prayer song over your house. You're the church and we, the church, want to pray to the church and sing to the church and bless the church. Receive this song, this blessing. This song is actually called a blessing, the blessing, something like that. All right. But receive it. Come on, I'm gonna do it too. I walked in here this they were they were practicing this song last Thursday. Right? I walked in here to come and talk to, to my homegirl Darcy for about some t-shirts and stuff. And, and, and I sat here waiting, and then they were rehearsing the song. I dropped to my knees and I received this blessing. It was amazing. I'm gonna pray. Turn the volume up, man. Just tell you just, just just a couple of minutes more and receive this blessing. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. Lord God, we give you the glory. Father, in the mighty name of Christ Jesus, empower your word, empower this blessing. Thank you, Jesus.